Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situationships and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Tech sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. We're sitting here in the throes of hunger, waiting for food to arrive. We're waiting for food to happen, and you know what? That's why you heard my energy was so high, so goofy, because it's almost like I have to take opposite action, okay? Because every fiber of my being wants to sit and listen to this true crime doc. Until food comes. And I said, you know what? No, we have an introduction to introduce. <laughs> and so let's get to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I just lifted weights and walked Mabel and my my uh, pecs are screaming for some protein. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Andy, gross. It's like, I know you're joking, but it's like the idea that I would even know a man like that is like upsetting to me. My delts are crying out for <laughs> attention. attention. My delts are crying out for affection. Oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough. I don't know what to... I got to, I got a little bit of pasta. Uh, I guess that has protein in it. Yeah, I know. For someone who's... Yeah, you'd be craving, but you don't actually eat anything with protein in it. No. Well, well yogurt. I think yogurt. 
We ordered <laughs> think a, a Greek yogurt. We ordered Italian, so not a lot of for a vegetarian, not a lot of protein options there. That's okay. That's not what we're here to talk about. Anyway, we got a DM Ooh, on Instagram. A direct message? Someone who, uh, they've been uh, listening to the back catalog, mm-hmm. and they wrote us and said, I'm listening to your episode in the Cold Buyer. So this is like over a year ago, I think. I needed to let you, Naomi, know that a version of apple water is an actual beverage in Germany, where I'm from. What? That is ordered in restaurants and pre-mixed in bottles. It's a 50-50 mix of sparkling water and apple juice, and it's called Apfelschorl. Oh. Apfelschorl? Uh, apologies if I'm... A- oh, in English, is it pronounced Apfelschorle. 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 You're the one who took German. Hallo. Hallo. Ich, <laughs> ich habe uh, sehr gut... They're good for Charla for do for, for dich. Andy, why don't you keep up with the German you studied in high school? Uh, I'm big... Is it because it's not a useful language? <laughs> like if you unless you go to Germany? Yeah, probably. Hey, my Latin came in handy with uh, when it came to uh, the SATs. I'm a big fan of the not too sweet juice beverages myself. Anyway, I'm a big fan of the pod and I've been binging it all weekend. Thank you so much for producing it. Thank you so much for this DM. Thank you for giving me a reason to come back to Germany because I do stay in Berlin. All mm. right. It is a little scarier now. It's been, it's funny, the loop. Anyway, the point being, thank you for telling me there's apple water. I will see if I can order it online. I mean, because really what you're telling me is a light sparkling cider. Uh-huh. You know, a sparkling, but it doesn't, it, no, it's apple juice. It won't have the real taste of sparkle. I'm going to stop talking. Do you think you could get some Apfelschorle ins Kino at the movies? <laughs> I'm remembering. <laughs> I remember some of my German. Well, thank you so much for listening to the back catalog, and thank you for sharing with me. Uh, and we have an update. Uh-oh. An update, my Uh-oh. dear. No, not why up I don't know. I'm just saying Uh-oh. words. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I sound like, a, like uh, I'm one of those uh, circus uh, acrobat people, and they're throwing someone there, and they go, Uh-oh. We shouldn't record intros when we're hungry. It's like, what is even happening right now? It's like, you keep saying like bad German and words that I went on for too long about sparkling apple water. We need to just, we are off. Our blood sugar's low and we're off the rails. Okay? Dubist, dubist uh, saying, meine Deutsche is schlecht. I, yes, your Deutsche is schlecht. I'm going to say that right now. I don't even know what schlecht is, but it's schlecht. Definitely. Don't even tell word, me. Don't tell me. the word. Just I know. The, I mean, I know the what word it is. Yeah, feels. I know. I know. I know. What you can't really do that, but no, I know. In this, t- in this, sometimes instance, you can't. <laughs> we have an update that you should not say "uppo" or "uh oh," because when people send us updates, usually they're like at least neutral. <laughs> so, do you remember a couple episodes ago? I forget whose episode, but they were like trying to like uh, date on the apps, and they kept matching with like shitty people or whatever. Yeah, specifically, like, they're like, "How do I not match with like a racist or like?" Yeah. A, a white moderate or something. All right. <laughs> here's an update from them. Hi, Andy and Naomi. This is uh, the caller who was struggling with dating and just trying to find a quality human out here who's not a racist or a misogynist. I just wanted to call back with an update. Um, I'm married. I'm just kidding. I'm so single. <laughs> but uh, that would have been a quick turnaround, right? Um, yeah, I mean... So, first of all, I screamed when Brian Safi was the one, uh, your guest, that, like, um, helped answer my call. I just, it tickled me. It tickled my brain to my spine. I just, I love him so much. And I'm just so grateful that all three of you were attacking this problem together. And I just feel so hashtag blessed. Um, 
Yeah, in terms of getting that groin action that Andy was so poetically talking about, um, yeah, that four-year dry spell is over. Um, I can't say that it was a magical time, but it wasn't a terrible time, I guess. (laughs) Not a a high bar to clear. Um, But since then, I just love um, some of the advice that you gave. Um, The caller who had the Pure app, I'm going to check that out. Brian, Brian's talking a little bit about not being so precious about it. I mean, I still want to not sleep with people who are assholes, but maybe doing an app like Pure will help, like, sort of alleviate some of the stress and the anxiety of knowing, trying to know people. I don't know if that's bad. Um, but, yeah, also, like, Naomi's uh, advice on um, setting up, like, you know, a day a week to be date day. I've, like, been going turbo and having, like, four dates in a day. You you can't do it. It's not sustainable. Don't do it, everybody. Um, One other thing, one tip that I'd love to give anybody out there who's also in the same or similar position is trust your instincts. Um, When you're thinking, like, when you get a weird, you know, feeling about somebody or they said, like, a weird text or something, usually I'll ask them, you you know, can they? Can you tell me more about that, or what do you mean by that? Um, I was talking to this guy that I was excited to see, and then he sent me a meme from a uh, like racist orgy. Don't ask. It's Perry Perry surrounded. Don't look it up. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've sort of that experience taught me like, you know, just trust your gut. If someone seems like they're a sketch ball, just don't don't even spend more time. It's okay to just unmatch and block them. It's you don't have to like try and you know figure out the meaning behind someone's um anyway this is probably three minutes oh my god but i love you both um if you know anybody uh my name's instagram um cut out that last part (laughs) i love you both bye okay first of all (laughs) literally did almost scream when she said i'm married because i thought i was like honey stranger things have happened but then also I didn't say have four dates in one day. Okay, when I say date day, I just mean that's the one day you choose to give over to nonsense. That don't mean you start to see four or five people in a day, ma'am. I got a date every hour. (laughs) Like literally a timer goes off and you're just like, you have to leave. Someone's meeting me here. Yeah. Wake up, shower, go to the coffee shop and just like plant, (laughs) plant. Just be like, keep filling them up. Keep filling them up. What's this racist meme? I got to know. Is it lemon party? Is it tub girl? (laughs) What's going on? Oh, my God. I mean, not only is that it is terrible, but also really kind of in a way I feel it. I'm grateful to that person for sending you that meme so that you kind of knew they were cray. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like send a racist meme and it's like, oh, no, we don't. We never have to go out. You see what I'm saying? If I get a racist meme from you, I'm like, oh, actually, sorry, I'm busy. Was it like like was it like out and out, like overtly racist? I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Or is it one of those things where you have to know like deep internet symbology to understand that they're real like like uh i don't want to actually say any of the stuff but like there's certain things like certain numbers and stuff where like they're referencing like pages in hitler's mein kampf and some shit like that and you're like you have to like deeply know this dumb shit in order to like figure out that this person is a db a dumb b word <laughs> db dumb b word what, so what really I say d the word? it's really db word it's just, yeah Oh god, <laughs> we're so hungry. Where's the postmates? We're so hungry. I'm really glad. Yes, trust your gut always, always. And I am glad that you broke the dry spell, honey. Blessings, blessings. Not great, but not terrible. 
And that's where you start. Mazel tov. That's what I say. Mazel tov. <laughs> Mazel. Naomi. Um, now, viewers, you may know this, but uh, we have a Patreon. Oh, absolutely. On the page, honey. The page is where friendship comes. It's where the magic happens. It's where it's just me and Andy giving you that sweet, sweet tea. We just pulled back the sick curtain of showbiz for to talk about Naomi's uh, Letterman special. Yeah, we're just we're getting into it. So, you know, if, if you enjoy the intros where we've already eaten um, and you just want to hear like something longer than that, then like you should definitely go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. But before you do that or while you do that. Okay. Simultaneously. I'm going to introduce today's guest. Ooh. We are talking to someone who is just a dear heart. Okay. Actor, writer, model, Colton Haynes, honey. You may know Colton from shows like Teen Wolf or Arrow. He actually just wrote a memoir that comes out next week, a week from today, May 31st, Miss Memory Lane. And I'm telling you, when we t- I mean, huh. talk about an open heart, a loose butt, mm. telling everybody everything. Mm-mm. Colton is giving us the real and just, oh, God, the rawness, honey. Also, if you want to see Colton in person, maybe get a book signed, you can check out some of his book tour dates. May 31st, he's in New York at the Barnes & Noble Union Square. June 1st, New Jersey. June 6th, L.A. and West Hollywood. So you can go to MissMemoryLane.com to get all that info and to pre-order the book. But Yeah, you guys met on a, doing a pilot together, right? Yes, we did a pie pie. <laughs> And that was in the pandemic, and was, and he was and he was so nice and lovely, and you know it's obviously he's had such an interesting life, and he's been in this business so long, and it was almost like you know it almost has a kind of that classic Hollywood story to it in terms of like from the Midwest to Hollywood, you know, mm. and it's, so I, just, I find it very uh, interesting. But um, including some of the dark, I mean, kind of Hollywood that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not saying it's like a good one. It's like you know, but point being. Strap in. We're about to have a great convo with Colton. So come on, Andy. Roll it. Now, Colton, before we just get into an in-depth conversation, I want to know how your cat son, Timothy, is doing. You know, Timothy, he he is actually living life right now. He has decided that he only... Uh, acts like a vicious, wild uh, half bangle, which I found out uh, there. I didn't know if I told you this. Uh-uh. Remember, I told you he's a murderous. He's a. I've been harboring a fugitive since I got him. He's. I found out he's a. He's bang. He's a bangle. Uh-huh. So those are wild cats, and you can't just have those. <laughs> so, so I have to get some sort of like. But he kind of looks like a cat. But um, since he's so dangerous, I have to get this like. Not license, but something basically to Wait, just okay, warn hold people. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, Bill Indian on, on. on Timothy. Sorry, okay. your cat is so, a half wild creature. So basically, I I had two options to get a cat because I was like, I had a dream. It was like three in the morning, and Tim uh, Timothy Shalomyow, the name, kind of popped into my head, and I was like, did I hear that somewhere? And then, of course, I went sleuthing three in the morning. Um, and found out that no one, uh, that I had an original idea for once. And I was like, oh, um, I was like, I need to actually act on this. And so then I immediately, even though I don't, I'm not very good at social media, got the handles, uh, so I could set my cat, so I could, you know, plan for my cat's college and, f- and future. Right, um, right. and so I got the handles and then I went on the hunt for Timothy and I chose the, cat that i would have to win over uh, for his love instead of the one that was already like lap ready and so then i yeah so i have a dangerous uh cat living in my house who is being 
looked after by his cat sitter. Um, and she only charges, she charges like, not like, you know, I won't tell you, but she's yeah. very, very <laughs> affordable. Yeah. Um, she's one of my neighbors. She's amazing. And Timothy loves her, uh, so much that uh, she sends me pictures every day and they're, they're like cuddling and they're like having afternoon tea. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I, I, I literally in my own home am at risk for a uh, personal extinction. Like I might die in a moment. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so but otherwise, I mean, long story short, Timothy's living it up with, you know, now that I'm gone for a couple of weeks. So I got to yeah. say, by the way, the thoughts that come into your head at three in the morning, very yeah. different from the thoughts that come into my head at three in the morning. Yeah, I tend to, I mean, the last couple years I've been staying up until like five or six, but this was one night where I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. And I went to bed and I was awakened with a, a you know. A, a thought, and now I have a child. vision, and as if out of Spiritus Mundi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Child yeah. came to you. Now, <laughs> do we need to unpack the fact that you picked the one cat that didn't love you? Because that tells us thing. a lot, Colton. Here's the issue: is I, I he didn't love me when he met me, but now, like, I was like, I have to work for this, you know? Like, I'm, I just, I want, I want to know that he, once he actually does take to me, that it's that I earned it, and also that you know he does really care for me. So it took five months. I have, like I said, almost died multiple times. And then, um, now he loves me, but okay. he definitely is on me, like sleeps on my neck. And if I make any sudden movements, you know, I'll get annihilated, but, but now it's good. But is that but, your yeah. general relationship pattern when you're on Raya? Are you looking? Could you, you imagine? <laughs> I, I'm not on Raya. I, I have, um, it's but now I was telling I was telling Naomi Naomi I was like, um, you know I am the type of person who is not a very good person to ask about relationships, <laughs> uh, and I kind of sw- I've sworn them off, and I'm not on Raya, I'm not on any dating apps, um, um, and I'm not. It's been a very long time since I've even been like feet from another uh, human being <laughs> in that way, but uh, I like it. I like being alone, so I'm not a person that gets lonely because I. Huh. I keep myself entertained. I'm talking to myself. Yeah. I'm doing all kinds of things. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. But but it's funny you say that, though, because to me, like, you know, your social media presence, like, I'm convinced you're doing a photo shoot every other day. And, and so I'm like, are you just you banking the photos? Like, you're out here. You're hanging out with a lot of whites, a lot of young whites who are just, no. like, thriving is what it looks like. Not really. I mean, <laughs> I, I really honestly, um, if – I posted some photos, like, I guess a couple weeks ago. Um, and that's just like a random shoot. Like, legitimately, I got to New York. I eat at the same Italian restaurant every single night. I walk. <laughs> sometimes I'll walk loops around bars or, like, gay bars or something, uh-huh. hoping hoping that, like, maybe someone will appear and be like, hello, would you like to go make out in that corner? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, but it never happens. So, like, I am the... I literally don't do anything. No one believes me, but I, I genuinely, I do not hang out with people. Andy is po- showing Colton a picture of himself know, on a car James Dean style. You want to know how that happened? I, I, this girl DM'd me. So like it, I might be able to look cool, but like she was a, a fan who had done some fan art like 10 years ago on a show I did called Teen Wolf. And then I just was like, Fuck yeah, I'll shoot with you. So like, okay. you know, this is how things kind of happen. I am, <laughs> I am very, very, um, I am not as fancy as I can make myself look on, <laughs> on Instagram. 
and I everything I wear is a dollar. I go thrift I go thrift oh, store shopping like you know, God, four times this. a week. We stand so, yeah. a relatable king. We stand a sober <laughs> relatable king. <laughs> So the most sober, my God. Well, I'm well, that's day, to but. me nothing says sober like a midday Red Bull. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like you're like I need my energy yeah. to try to function. Nothing says sober like an all day con- constant Red Bull that I, I drink like three twenty ounces a day. So oh my God, wasn't that one of the sayings? Let go and it gives me wings. Yes, <laughs> let go, let God. Red Bull gives yeah. you wings, and Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, but wait, oh, sorry. Okay, hold on. Wait. So not not relationships necessarily, but hooking up still. No, I haven't. Ooh. I haven't oh, hooked up even, in okay in three and a half years. Jeez. Now, okay. Did that coincide with sobriety, or was that even before? Um, it was. So it was because I've been almost sober for four years. Oh, okay. Maybe has it been almost four years? I don't even know if I have since I've been sober. Go get your coins. Um, Let's count them. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know how to like, how I don't like have I didn't have like a little, you know, book of people to call Like, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. anyone. <laughs> so like, and I don't, I don't go to, you know, places where there would be dudes to make out with. Like, I don't. Okay, I got to give you a list of some good meetings while you're in New York. We can get you some cuties and a couple meetings. I know two spots. We can get you up to Midtown, get you down. But but the thing is, is people people don't ever, like, talk to me. And also, I'm bad with – I'm a little bit – I'm really shy, like, believe it or not, Mm. especially when it comes to, like, dudes. I keep saying dudes. I've never said the word dude. (laughs) I think it's because Andy's on, and I'm like – if, like, Andy wasn't here, it'd be me and and Naomi would be like, oh, my God, yes. But, um, uh, oh yeah, because I'm like super Andy's masked. very masked. <laughs> no, it's because there's like a, a, a male I haven't met in the room, uh, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen. Um, and so, so yeah, I'm trying to be like broy. But um, <laughs> I, my bros are always kicking field goals together. Yeah, field goals. Always. <laughs> it's like right. Sports. I was like, okay. I know. Oh my god. But yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, it shows how sad it is that for like I. Basically, I'll do loops by myself around gay bars, and that's my uh, interaction with Nairis. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't go in. I'm too afraid. I, I don't make eye contact. So, yeah. So now, so basically, it seems like your next frontier, you know, kind of as you, you know, you are your like your sober self. Now you got to like yeah. learn how to do that part of things. How does one do that? Like I used to do that. I started doing those kinds of things yeah. at a very, very, very young age, and so. But before I moved to LA, um, I was like, I was pretty wild. Like I, I was a, a go-go boy from like 14 until like I moved, uh, to LA. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of lived this really kind of wild, fun life. Um, and then I moved to LA and then I was, you know, for my career kind of forced to go in the closet, to be in the closet. And so then that part of my life, I feel like I'm wanting back when I, I had this, this kind uh-huh. of feeling of kind of of uh, sexual freedom, but also just kind of a personal not feeling so. Um, I don't know. I, I I went to a gay bar recently for the first time in seven years, and I was just you know doing a meet and greet, and it, and it kind of it was it it was a little bit. I'm always cool with it whenever people are asking for pictures. I'm not like you know Zach Efron, but um, <laughs> but but you know there are a very limited amount of of out gay actors or people really in in the industry, and so. I went and it just was like constant. I just wasn't able to like have that anonymity and like enjoy myself because I was just constantly worried about, you know, 
uh, not worried, but like, you know, people coming up to me and um, posting and, oh my God, you know, guess who's at this bar? Um, Wait, so, what year did yeah. you get to Los Angeles? I know, right? It's crazy because it uh, would have been that I, long. Ten years ago? I've been in L.A. since I was 17. So how old am I now? Almost 34. Math. So I don't know how to do math. So 17 years. So like early 2000s. So, but that 2005, like even in fucking 2005, yeah. you were 2006. like. 2006. Yeah, can't. 2006 is when I graduated. I graduated 2006 and then I moved the day after uh, to L.A. So I a couple months before my 18th birthday, I, I moved to L.A. So, um, yeah. And now, did somebody specifically tell you, don't be out? Or was it just the, you got the sense based on what you were seeing around you? Yeah, I was, I was in a situation with my first manager when I moved to town, which I wrote, I wrote a, 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 a an essay for New York Magazine, which was, I was so happy that they let me like have that space. And, um, that, that ended up making its way into my book that's coming out. But I, I explain how, I was put into a situation in this this kind of class called Sexy Scene Night where I was told, you know, every single week by this, you know, ridiculous manager that I would not succeed if I was gay. So then he also put me in a um, I, I was in movement and speech uh, therapy classes and things to kind of de-gay me. So I was I was uh, I would put post notes under my tongue so my lisp would go away. I would go to movement classes to fix my mannerisms. And so then, yeah, then, then I, I was, I went back in the closet when I moved to LA so I could work because my, I mean, it's still, we haven't really come that far in Hollywood, but for my, for my specific type, I look like a douchebag like Jock. And so obviously I had to learn how to play that character if I wanted to work. Uh, Um, so yeah. So that's why you were saying dude just now, just kind of practicing saying dude again, but also Uh, that's all I, yeah. This also sounds like fucking conversion therapy. Like yeah, the level, I thought the like, exact that's same bullsh- thing. That like, was the like and it, vibe. Yeah. And then when so that's 2006. That's fucking 18 mm-hmm. years old, baby. It's insane. With a dream. It is insane. To me. I, know. I just I'm like I obviously I I'm not like blind or in uh yeah you're not or, naive. But, I'm not naive, yeah. but I thought at least in the 2000s, the later 2000s, like more of our friends who are out and in this industry that right. it was like, oh, well, you know, that's not just like the last two years. That's, I mean, you more. still like, you still to these, to this day, you really, you can't name one, one out leading male, like leading romantic lead. You can't name one who's out. Yeah, so, huh. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, the one person know, was uh, Neil Patrick Harris when th- that show, that what you call show, the how I met well, your mother, but that was like, also, yeah, that I mean, was a big deal. Like it was like, can you believe he plays someone who kisses women? Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the uh, the you know one of the only ones, and then like a leading kind of like what's I mean, not like a James Bond, but like kind of like a leading I know, romantic, yes, yes, like yes. a Brad Pitt, yes, like a Brad yes. Pitt. It would be like a Matt Bomer, and yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But even Neil Patrick Harris to be that had to play a like horny douchebag a horny right. a horny straight douchebag right 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 yes right. yes yeah. it was all- he couldn't have been he couldn't have been uh gay and also a gay character yes 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 and yes, and yes, like yes. transitioning into like film like to have like a mainstream like you know out gay male it still is very very um it's just kind of non-existent in in, in hollywood and and especially that's but also like i mean the one thing that i mean there's 
tons of things I'm happy about. But like when it comes to representation and things like that, like I do think there is a lot of it's come a long way in the last yeah. couple of years um, um, for, you know, gay people being in Hollywood and things like that. But it's still very like, OK, they're going to play this. We're going to slot them in as, you know, the gay best friend or, uh-huh. the, you know, the the this and they're, they're going to have a minimal role. Uh, but you yeah. have people who are breaking the mold like Billy Porter and you have, you know, the in shows like Pose who are, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. uh, unbelievable with you know, things like that. So, um, you know, the the the, move, the needle's moving, but I, I definitely yeah. uh, it, it did a, it did a toll on my mental health. And yeah. I had I had yeah, of course. I had, like, how could it yeah, not? Yeah. I had many a many a public breakdown. Um, and uh, yeah, public so uh, yeah, it well, was. Um, but now I'm on the mend. So, blessed, yeah. but also because like, didn't you were you Nebraska? Was it uh, Kansas? Kansas? Even 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 you worse. You know, I'd yeah. be, I don't even know what's happening in the middle. I'm like Who's, Omaha, Idaho. It's something. Bless you don't want for my to listeners it's... in the middle. I do love you. I see you, but I also don't remember the names. So I think like that's also the fuckery of like you leave Kansas thinking I get to be me the way we all yeah. do. I think when we leave home, right? Just period. Let alone yeah. I'm leaving a small town for the big city, and then you get to the big city and they're like, nope, rated it in. And I had I was a little tricked because I was doing every summer when I was in high school. I was coming to New York to, uh, for, for, um, for like modeling. And so I would come here and I'd travel I'd here. And then I would go to like Paris or Milan and then I'd go back to Kansas Ugh. to finish school. So then oh, I'd, have these, I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have these like glimpses of like, for, like, you know, you can yeah. be yourself here in the big city. And then I get to LA and they're like, yeah. uh, you're, you should be on, you should try to be on TV. And I was like, I don't want to be on TV. I want to be, a, I want to be a model. Like I genuinely like, <laughs> I just love fashion and I love photographers and stuff like that. And so when I started doing the on camera kind of stuff in, in LA, um, uh-huh. that, that part of my life kind of died. So uh-huh. yeah. Wait, yeah. when you got to Paris or like a place that is like more accepting, obviously Europe is, is a little more open than the United States. Like, yeah. did you like, how did it feel? It was, un- it was incredible. I, I, you know, I'm sure we all feel this way sometimes. Like we're that kid who's like, Oh, I'm not like the other kids. I'm, I'm an old soul. Like I'm an old soul. And so, but I was like acting like an adult. Cause I had, you know, I had a mom who was still, you know, figuring out her own journey with sobriety. Well, she never tried, but she, um, you know, she was in her addiction and didn't really, uh, I was, able, I just was able to do whatever yourself. I wanted. You parented. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then, you know, I was hanging out with adults at a really young age and then traveling, traveling the world at a very young age. And yeah, I just kind of had a different idea of how things were going to go. And then, yeah, then I moved to LA and, um, you know, took a different, uh, different <laughs> path. Uh, and you know, it is very, it's a tricky thirties. I, I mean, I'm glad my twenties are out, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm almost 34 and like, um, you know, trying to figure out like romantic lives and like trying to figure out trauma from like when I was a kid and, mm-hmm. you know, um, trying to like take the time and it, take some time on me and actually figure out like, you know what, it's probably not healthy for you to enter into, even though I don't, I don't want to like, what did Oprah say? I don't want, or not Oprah, but uh, Oprah, uh, what Whoopi Oprah. Goldberg says, uh, uh, what Whoopi, what, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, uh, she Whoopi was like, uh, I don't want anyone in my house. That's kind of yes, how yes, I feel. Yes. Like, oh my god, that's I, how I feel. I say that 
same thing about that's my whoopee quote too like whoopee doesn't like people in her house and she doesn't really want to leave and i'm like exactly that's the thing is that's how i am and i definitely just i don't i'm i don't even like my morning breath i don't want to smell yours (laughs) so um so yeah i'm just figuring out some space for myself and trying to figure out how to you know be a, Mm a sober human yeah. Person. Are you doing so, like therapy stuff? Are you doing like EMDR yeah. type things and that kind of stuff? I do it all. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like a constant, you know, multiple times a week and, you know, going to every, every meeting possible, mm-hmm. you know, and just figuring it all out. And I, I enjoy it. Um, EMDR is like, it takes for, it's like, they're like, hey, this could take some time for it to start working. And I'm like, two years later, I'm like, well, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, you know, I'm uh, yeah, I'm definitely doing everything I can to kind of um, keep moving in the the good, the positive path. So now I have a, my question, just out of curiosity, about you know your the process of you writing a book and sort of this, mm-hmm. and I guess what I'm asking is sort of you know because you're figuring yourself out. What was the decision to kind of put the story on paper and say like, okay, this is the definitive version? Do you know what I mean? I definitely do. Yeah. So. I, I'd been approached a, a couple times, um, in the past to, to write a book because I used to have this, like, I, I used to, <laughs> I thought it was great. I used to write this <laughs> column. I used to write this column for 17, like 10 years ago or something. And then I would, I would write little things and, you know, people are always like, uh, telling me you should, you should continue writing. Like you have a kind of your, your pros and like your point of view is really specific. And so I wanted to, but, I think after I came out of the closet, I felt myself kind of retreating and kind of hiding. And so, and feeling like, you know, my story wasn't worth telling and, you know, just, just not feeling very confident in, in a way. And so I just stopped that altogether. But I, I am a person who I have, I have thousands of journals Mm -hmm. from the time I was, I was like, you know, 14, I think 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. And so, and I write every single day. And so I, I had all of these things to draw from. And also I've been in such a, I'm in a really clear headspace now. And I knew that if I, if I started writing the book now, which it took me fucking three years. Um, but I knew that if I did it now, I wouldn't come from a place of blaming people and, you know, a place of, of seeking pity. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, it, it would just be here. Here is my truth. Here's the things I did wrong. Here's, you know, some people I may have harmed. Here's, you know, my part, which is very kind of, um, you know, um, sobriety based, but, um, I knew that I would be able to, to also write it and not hurt me one by me putting out Mm. my story. And so with, with the book, you know, there's a lot of name changes and things like that. Cause I, I, my goal is to never hurt anyone who's hurt me. Mm. I just want to get it all out there. And so I can realistically put, you know, put the book on the shelf and start new chapters for myself and, and in this book, I'm just happy I sur- survived it. It was the hardest thing in the world I've ever done. And, um, but now I'm, I'm so proud of it. And, and it's, it's wild. It's yeah. like, it's I a very, wait. it's a very, yeah. I, I, if you, if you want to give, uh, all of the listeners your address and me included, <laughs> I would love to see, I would love to send you a copy. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, it's very, very dark and very, very, very raw. And, um, it's, I think going to surprise people, but it's also, 
I hope I'm not the reason why. Of course, it comes out May 31st, which is right before Pride. I hope my book is not me. Me and my book's not the reason why gays around the world are checking into like psych wards because, <laughs> you know, because I like put emotional strain on them for Pride. So, yeah. Yeah. But, Wait, yeah. When, when you came to Los Angeles and you had this shitty manager, like, oh. how did you was it that the culture just started to change? Like by the time that like that, like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, when would you? When does the sea change? Just like Oberfell, like, like when gay marriage becomes legalized. Is there like a cultural sea change here? Like, I'm wondering, like, what? Like, at what point do you start to get out from under that and realize, like, the manager's a piece of shit? That like that culture is changing, even if it's just slightly changing. Well, what happened with with what what, what we find a lot in at, at least because I've really only worked in this industry, but in this industry. I call it only bitch syndrome. Um, it's not in the book, but it's just something I call it. Like where, where, you know, I felt this way in the past, but a lot of people, they want to be the only one. And, 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 but there's also reasons for that. It's like, okay, obviously there can only be, um, with the manager, it's like, okay, he wanted to relive, uh, a path in a career that he set out for and never, never actually accomplished. And then what happened was, is he sent me, into the biggest, one of the biggest agencies in town, he had me, he said, he's not interested, but we need to get his attention. So I started working for the manager, submitting his clients that I was in class with. And he said, I can't pay you, but if, if you work for me, I'll get you an agent. So he sent me into the biggest agent in town and told me to walk in with my shirt unbuttoned and with a cowboy hat on. And I delivered a package that that was due to the agent. And so I thought I got his attention. I got back to the management company. It turns out he wasn't interested and the manager dropped me. And so the manager said, you know, you, I don't think you have what it takes. You know, I think you're still a little too gay. Your manager's and blah, blah, blah. And then he then handed me a card. And on that card was a website called rentboy, rentboy.com. And so he said, I think you could get work here to be cool. a sex worker. We yeah, can't so. we can't say this person's name and just like burn their house down. And that's what's very frustrating to me. Yeah, this person their houses are, are far burnt. I mean, I don't know how much more burn they can Okay. You know. yeah. Okay, so there was some so I think, I think, earth. Okay, good. Yeah. So but basically it kind of, you know, it, it the the and going back to your question with like the thinking things had changed, it's you know, we still I still a lot of my friends still um experience uh being treated differently from if they're gay by, by other gay men you know I've, I've had studio execs mm -hmm. who who said they didn't want to hire me and then i producers have had to fight them and say he's the perfect he's who we want for the role so it's um it's a it's people within our own communities that are standing yeah. in the way sometimes and i think yeah. that that's uh that's unfortunate but um i it's but, there's a lot going on behind the scenes you know i know, yeah. I know. but then you because you came out, so you got here in 20, 2006. You came out like 10 ish years later? I came out, yeah, to 2016. Yeah, which, oh, okay, okay. I, I had a photo shoot. <laughs> I had a photo shoot that was making the rounds online because when I was 15, almost 16, so I was not legal, I did a very raunchy photo shoot for a magazine called XY Magazine, which was a very popular young kind of gay magazine. And I was like making out with my boyfriend at the time in it and like not wearing a lot of clothes. And so 
that of course hit the internet whenever I started working as like a teen, you know, like TV guy. So, but then I just denied it and then, um, and did what I thought I needed to do. And then once I came out, there was a lot of backlash, which of course I understand why now, because I was sending a message to other gay people out there being like, you, you can be gay, but you have to be gay. Like how I'm gay. You have to be, you know, mask presenting, you have to look a certain way. And there, I didn't understand it at the time. And now I'm like, I was really sending a, the wrong message, um, whenever I was, um, coming out. And also when I was staying in the closet for so long, but, um, mm. yeah, my mental health, I couldn't handle it anymore. And then I came out in 2016. So, so, right. So you had just hit kind of like a, I mean, you hit a bottom with that stuff where you were like, I cannot continue to lie about who I am. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, either then, like, yeah, get, be honest and try to get as free as you can get. And then I did what, you know, most gay people do right when they come out of the closet. I was engaged within three months and then I got married and, you know, and then that ended. And yeah, so I really, I did all the right things. <laughs> wait, sorry, <laughs> that what? I did know. <laughs> yeah, I did. But Andy, it, you guys, the look on Andy's face, he was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. got engaged within three months. It was. And how? Well, it was like. You've been together before the three months. Like, yeah, it was like once you, you've been together and then came out and then was like, we should get married. Well, I came out and then I, it was my first relationship after I had come out, which was actually a lot longer than three months. But right after we met, 45 days later, we were engaged and then <sighs> got married. And I'm, I'm like kind of not legally able to like talk about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm very grateful for, um, <laughs> that I, I'm very, I'm very grateful for the experience, and also just um, happy that I uh, made my way um, yeah, out of yeah. it. So, mm. Yeah. But then, okay, my goodness, my goodness, this is a mem- this is why you write a memoir at yeah. thirty. Because I, I, like, oh yeah, because like, you live twenty five lives. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, this is uh, this is a very very small chapter. Yeah, sure. This is very, yeah, you're gonna read things in there, and it's going to. <laughs> it's just it's. It's not shocking to me because I, I, you know, I, I lived through a lot of it, but I, I really, um, yeah, I did some very, uh, very interesting things. Um, sure. And because I, I think about repression a lot. And like when, when like you're repressed, whatever you're repressing, whether it's emotions, whether it's your sexuality, whatever, right? That energy still has to come out some way, right? And if yeah. you've been, rep- the longer you're repressing it, right? It's going to, when you do let it out or however you let it out, whether either like truthfully or as it just like yeah. naturally flows Agent out of it. chaos, right. Right. It's it's just <laughs> going like, especially if you like let it out truthfully, then it's going to like, it's like you just like uh, blew up a dam and like all the <laughs> oh, yeah. water is rushing through the day, da- like the explosion. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I told them, I was like, you know, when I finally came to the decision that I was going, that I was going to write it, I said, I, uh, what I'm really grateful for my editor is he didn't try to censor me. He, mm. Like he let me say exactly the words I wanted to say and mm. be very, very graphic in the sexual nature that's in the book and, and just be exactly, I wanted to be a hundred percent truthful because, mm. you know, as we know, you know, you're only sick as your secrets. And so, yeah. um, yeah. And I did that and it's a, uh, it's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> was your editor out yeah. of curiosity? Was he a gay man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, okay, yeah. so and we found an ally. No just, more people who are like, stop being who you are. I know, <laughs> and I like, just like, you know, once I accepted that, you know, not everyone's not everyone's out to get me and like, uh-huh. you know, like just getting all my kind of PTSD from that part of my life out of the way and just 
like leaned into being accepted and, you know, uh, being worthy of having my story told and feeling that way. It was like really, really special to me. And that's why I'm just so still a little emotionally raw that I have this right. opportunity. Yeah, and yeah, also yeah. like that people are about to read some fucking wild yeah. shit. And so, but it's just so cool to know that like the work that I didn't sleep, you know, I mean, you know a little <laughs> bit about this. I didn't sleep for like three years. I, I had, it was just the most wild fever dream. And then, yeah. So, but now that it's here. Yeah. Now it's almost here in a month. So by the way, isn't it fun to, uh, I just realized all of us, uh, there had to be legislation that said all of us could get married. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized that. Wow, there, you guys! There was wow. He, Andy went. Th- he went there. God, <laughs> came God, through yeah. with some wow. very recent history. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I still can't even give blood, so that's oh, wild. Great. How, I didn't that recently. Jesus, I know. Did, I Is it in some in, in some, some places, places? It's still not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we yeah. still. Yeah, it's Ugh. not that I. I don't like needles. And then you still, go. You go. I, I haven't been within six feet of anyone in four years. And then so you just go to the blood, you go to the yeah. Red Cross. You're like, please. Yeah. I uh, basically am a virgin again. So yeah. I moved to Palm Springs yes. and I like to paint. Yes. I feel like yes. there's something where you would, you like, because I remember when we ran into you, what would have been last summer, but you were like, oh yeah, I'm staying in Palm Springs now. And you're like, mm-hmm. I just want to be there. And I just imagine you in the desert by yourself, like having sunrise meditations. In a windstorm, fucking <laughs> just like, because it's like the windy side. So it's just, I am like, talking i don't even know what is happening it's like who's the i don't watch a lot of disney movies but which one is who's the one that's like talking to the birds and shit that's that's bell no 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 white sleeping beauty snow white is she talking to birds and singing shit i mean they're always talking to birds and singing i don't know that's me whoever the one okay so that's so that's you (laughs) yeah like the one that that, yeah so it's basically me in pump springs and just really anywhere i go is just um (laughs) talking to my cat and just really angry at my my cat for not letting me let get him children uh or not children get him uh siblings siblings. yeah yeah, siblings yeah Yeah, because he'll kill them so (laughs) So the idea that you just keep you said you've used the phrases murdered annihilated killed all in reference to timothy chalamet and i think it's very funny that um you're just so open about him being murderous and yet your love for him he, runs so deep. He murdered another cat and I found out. Wait, what? I found, okay. I didn't even tell you this. I don't think I found it. Cause I found out after, so I can't bring him to the actual vet because he's so dangerous. And so I, uh, the vet had to come to my house and I warned the vet. I was like, Hey, listen, you have to sedate him or you, it won't be, be pretty scratched up. Yeah. Well, yeah. He attacked the vet. The vet filed an insurance claim on me. And I'm like, I fucking told you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I found out in his chip uh, that he had murdered. That's why they were going to put him down is um, he murdered another cat. So I've been, har- I really have been harboring a fugitive without not, without knowing it. And no, yeah. that is, look, <laughs> it's redemption. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The cat it's made a mistake. Timothy Shalom, yeah. made a mistake. Yes. All yes. right. Yes. Paid for it. Yes. And now you are, you are giving. Well, now he's paying for it by chance. having to live in my jail, essentially. Like <laughs> I'm, he's literally staring at me like, why did you, why do I have to live here? Like, get me away from this. Get me away from this lady. That's what he's saying all the time. But, so. but I think though, 
I will say this though. I don't understand why the rescue didn't tell you that as soon as you got him. They should have been like this animal, FYI. Then you wouldn't have got him. You wouldn't have exactly. got him. Cause she, cause she was like, okay, let's try to, you know, make sure that I lie to this person. <laughs> uh, so this cat will get out of my house. Cause it was out of this woman's house. And so, okay. um, that's some sci-fi type yeah. shit, by the way, a microchip that says you're a murderer <laughs> and you don't know until yeah. you read the microchip. Yeah. It's nice. a basically like if you, like, if you shave, if I were to shave Timmy's like hair on his face, he might have a teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, you can see it kind of coming through a little bit. Oh, and I was God. like, I should have saw that teardrop. Yeah. The teardrop so. tattoo Colton, is killing me. We're, we're going to answer some advice questions, but before we do that, I just, one question, longest relationship. What was it? Six years. Six years. Well, that's okay. a, that's, that's a long a, run. That's real. That's that's. It, that's a... it was a secret relationship, but it was okay. It, okay. It was, yeah. It was so it wasn't real, but but there. I, my relationships have been long stints, but I think they've been that way because we never live in the same place. So, okay. um, yeah. But yeah. when I okay. when I've lived in the same place with someone, they're probably not very long. But I haven't had you know. Yeah. yeah. So the six year one was long distance. Pretty much for most, most of the part. Yeah. Most Where of were you, the time. You were in LA. I was in, uh, Vancouver. I was in Atlanta. Um, and okay, then, so just like where you, wherever you were like working. Yeah. And then they were, okay. Oh my so, goodness. It's too good. This is crazy. Yeah. Colton. H- how long have y'all, how long have y'all been together for a long time? 12 years. 12 years. 12. Congratulations. Thank you. And it it's, seems to be working. It does. I know. And you know, it does take time. But I also think so too. It's like relationships are a, are a lot of work, I think. And I yeah. think especially when you are somebody, um, I think like both of you and I, Colton, where it's like, we need a lot of sort of rest in order to engage with humanity. Oh, and yeah, I think it's... it's- it's work. Like I was like, I was saying this, I was texting someone. I was like, I only like, I can only take one human interaction a day, but the problem is I also live with someone. So that usually counts as my one human interaction. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, it really, even whenever we met, when we met, um, obviously we were all being very cautious with, with COVID and everything, but, but, um, we were kind of talking about how it was a little overwhelming being at work and, you know, with the masks and, and it was a comedy and so not knowing uh-huh. how to read, read the room a bit because you can't see the face, but, um, it was a little bit, um, a little feel like you've been kicked in the head, but, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. And I think that being afraid of people is, uh, I'm being told this can be a superpower. I just haven't figured out how to like find that cape <laughs> because I'm just like, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, always, uh, emotionally spent. And so I just, I like, I like to like see my friends on the internet and like <laughs> you know like just like chill and then yeah yeah but yeah I'm, it's my, taxing my interactions are like what i miss you know like one of the things i always like the most and it's harder to find it took time to find it here like i miss the friends that just like do you just want to like sit and watch some tv and order food basically can we do what i would do by myself but do you just want to come be there like it's situations where you don't feel like you have to um entertain the person or be like i've got some story like can we just kind of chill say what we want or not can we exist together yeah just like where? that where it's like that's what i i remember like that was the one thing i liked about college 
like the thing, I like this idea that you know people would just have their doors open and you would like sit in someone's mm-hmm. room. Like I just like that. I don't. Where did you go to school? I went to school in Connecticut called Wesleyan. Okay. It was a little, yeah, liberal arts, like very hippie and sweet. But it was just very, you know, Michael Bay went there. <laughs> oh, I I worked with him. I was an extra on Transformers. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> it's how I got it's how I Wait. got into the union. Did you meet Bumblebee? <laughs> I I did um I did pet Shia's bulldog. I don't think it was Bumblebee, but and I, I had I was given one line, I say Look out! And then a helicopter <laughs> comes through. But Carlton, that's I, so good. You just did it so good. Thank you. I really and I did it Look just out. like that. And that I did it just like that. And that's why it didn't it didn't make it into the movie. So yeah. Look out! Look. Yeah. It's but now people are saying. Now people are saying I went to school with with Naomi. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at her her Netflix special. Which I mean, was I'm fucking... waiting. You know, I constantly talking about how not enough former lovers have come into my DMs to say I was funny. I need people Why from not? my past telling how me ma- what numbers. You said not enough. So how many? Zero. Oh, good. How many, I got like. And I'm gonna say this on the record. You bet. Don't come sniffing around former lovers. <laughs> come, don't okay. slide into her DMs. Come to my DMs if maybe you Please. don't like girls anymore. Yes, and, um, yes. And I will I will be all ears. Honestly, you know, there are definitely some former me. lovers who would fit that bill, Colton. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I help some people come to Jesus. <laughs> oh, I we appreciate you. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're going to do like a couple quick questions. Okay, okay you guys, it. we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Colton. 
we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at Me Undies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. And, and we're back, back with Colton Haynes Honey here to help you handle your scandal. Colton says he can't help, but I think we all know the man has lived. Okay? <laughs> so he can give us some advice from the streets. <laughs> all right. We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not sure I understand this one too much, but I thought it might be fun okay. to start out with. Okay. Right. What is this? Here one? we go. <laughs> Hi. I'm sorry. I've left two voicemails. I'm like really nervous and trying to keep this under three minutes. There's a three-minute Oh, limit. this is so stupid. I feel like an asshole. Uh, I've tr- <laughs> this is my third try with the voicemail. Um it's me. I, I love you guys so much. Um, I was on Facebook. Someone put up a post about not liking Crocs. I shared that post. When I shared that post, Someone that I'm quote unquote friends with <laughs> via Facebook, they shared my post okay. about not liking Crocs, and their caption was, No one cares, <laughs> laughing emoji. I thought that that was really weird and passive aggressive, and I've come across a lot of people that I've been friends with on social media who never actually speak to me or say anything or like a post or share a post or anything unless they have something mean or shady to say. (laughs) So I I screenshot (laughs) this person saying something shady in response to the post that I shared. I posted it on Facebook. I had a friend, someone I considered a friend, 
Oh, no. Start commenting, saying that, like, oh, this is beneath you. I don't understand why you think what this person did was shady, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm always up for a debate. I'm always up to talk to someone who does not believe what I believe. But I felt like this person, this friend, was coming in so hard, and they were, like, arguing with me to the point where I ended up unfriending them and blocking them. <laughs> so my question is, do you guys think I was being too sensitive? Hmm. This person who never speaks to me on Facebook but shared my post and said something nasty, do you think that was passive-aggressive? Was it over the top for me to unfriend them? And this friend who thought that I was not responding appropriately to this other person mm -hmm. who, who who shared my post and said something nasty. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm just I'm, – I'm trying to figure out I'm being too petty. I have a uh – -huh. Okay, got cut off again. Okay, but yes, we got there, though. We're trying to figure out, is he being too petty? Are they being too petty in the responses? Can I – just general question. Uh, Croc. Are we talking about, like, Potter? The I thought shoes. he meant Crocs the shoes. Oh, the Crocs. shoes. Crocs, yeah. <laughs> Which Crocs. I went I went to the store yesterday, so I this is the <laughs> legit I went to the store yesterday. I'm the perfect person to answer this question. Um, Crocs. I thought it was cr I was like looking up, I'm like, do I not understand slang? Is this <laughs> slang for something? Do they mean like crock pots? Yeah, because oh you typed God. it like crock and I was like, it says No, I thought it was gonna be a about a crock pot. I like, titled you this because like I don't listen, I don't want I wanna be as surprised as 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 you guys. So yeah. I listened to just enough to get the gist of the thing. So I titled this Facebook croc drama spelled C R O C K. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, is there a crock pot with somebody yeah, mad about pot? some food? That's what I Are thought. You, or I yeah. thought it was slang. I'm like looking up. I'm like, croc <laughs> slang. <laughs> I mean, uh, realistically, if, by the way, Crocs are so Crocs are so comfortable, <laughs> and and they have a platform uh, version which you make make you taller. Which when you're taller, you're more confident, in my opinion. In my opinion, because I still wear lifts in the back of my shoes to make me taller. Um, but uh, um, to answer, gibbets? do you have gibbets for your Crocs? What are gibbets? Oh, oh, I I do have some gibbets on, but I didn't buy them. They were uh, my friend designed um, a pair of Crocs, and they came with them. What's a but, gibbet? Um, it's a little, little like thing, like, like a, little decals or whatever that go on top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only know this because friend of the show, friend IRL, Lauren Lapkus is a big Crocs fan. Oh, okay. Freedom, her podcast. They she had, talks they about gibbets. gibbets. No, they made gibbets. Oh, good lord! Let's say all this now, Colton. Colton, sorry. Colton, yeah. you love Crocs. <laughs> Put yourself in the shoes of our caller. Who was blasted on social for their for hating Crocs? I mean, realistically, I think if friend or not friend, friend IRL or friend um, WWW. <laughs> no, uh -huh. I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, if someone's being shady and um, 
like sharing shit behind your back, like, yeah, block them and block their whole family. Like, I don't care. <laughs> um, um, like I just, yeah, especially with, uh, um, and then the other, he said something about was, was he being passive aggressive? The, um, yeah. So the first person who like pretty much took his post and was like, oh, who cares? Yeah. And I say that's not passive aggressive. I say that's aggressive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just straight up like in your face, which I mean, then, then, but then you also wonder, like, was that person kid? You know how, like, friends kid and things like that. Like, were they kidding? And then maybe the caller got. Um, uh, uh, I hope that maybe the caller didn't get um, like misread upset, it. misread yeah. it, maybe upset over yeah. a joke. But if if they weren't that that good of a friend anyway, like, right. yeah, block block them and then make another account, add them and then block them again. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my that's my yeah. advice. This is my general theory about online interactions. Go into them charitably. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Go into them like trying to – because like someone – do I still have it? Someone like – I have another podcast called Beginnings where I talk to um, people, uh, artists I like about their childhoods. Okay? Mm-hmm. And someone was saying oh, like – yeah, that I don't, tweet. I don't remember the exact thing, but they tweeted at me. They're like, somehow this idiot does the best interviews I've ever heard. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And I was Who like – I, I read that. I was just like, now <laughs> are, they, are they saying that somehow incidentally – I like th- like that. I I like stumble. Like I'm... they're calling you the idiot. Yes. Oh shit. Somehow but this they're great interviews. So yeah. You're somehow like... this idiot does the best interviews I've ever heard. It was like a, it was a little more elaborate than that. But yeah, that was, it was the a gist real. Of yeah. It. it was real negging. A real negging. Yes. And I was trying to think <laughs> about like like like. Do they really think I'm like Mr. Magooing it or like Ernest goes to camping yeah, and falling yeah. into like a good like I'm just like a dopey like. Um, uh, uh, what's the guy? A rube from, off the turnip yes, truck from Mayberry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, like how was your relationship with your dad? Like, uh, and somehow like getting to like interesting places, um, or are they trying to like make a like a joke? Okay, and I was like, I think maybe they are like being overly familiar. I think a lot of people online think because mm. they have direct contact with people that they then become over familiar right like there are like podcasts i listen to where the podcast hosts have inside jokes and i've met them in real life and i've had to stop myself <laughs> me too yeah i've had to stop myself from joining in the inside joke that those people share <laughs> i just got i did i am a huge fan of Los culturistas with, yes. with mm-hmm. matt rogers and bowen and I still say shit that I'll hear on that. And like, I even tweeted, like I was talking to Bowen or something and I said like something they said, I'm like, this isn't, it, it's not, it, you don't look cool. You're not like, you've never hung out with them. You talk to them online. And so I agree. Like you have to go. And I do the same thing with, when I, uh, with like Trixie and Katya, I'm like, yeah, why yeah. Uh-huh. their lives have started like taking up. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yes. Wild. But, Sorry. No, no, no. What were you going to say? Well, because I was going to ask you, like, because, you know, you have a lot of followers on social, Colton, and you have a lot of people who engage with you, but I'm assuming you have done something to cull that so that you're not seeing every person's response, right? Like, you kind of made it now so it's just, like, friends? I mean, I so if I have, like, my notifications on, I'll, I'll just have notifications, like, from people that I follow. Okay. But, which, I mean, it's not... 
uh, I don't know, like, I don't know what happened with like the algorithm or things like that, but it's like, yeah, it looks like I have a lot of followers, but like it, back in the day, not, not back in the day, but like, you know, five, mm-hmm. six years ago yeah. when it's almost like they follow when you're like, they know when you're having like a moment or something. <laughs> Cause like, like the last five years when it's just like my career has been just like, you know, nothing, but, uh, it's just like no engagement. But at the same time, I don't, um, I, I don't even have it on my phone. Like mm-hmm. I don't go, I rarely go on social media because it does, uh, like with the caller, it, it's the smallest thing, like the smallest right. thing. Right. And then also someone recently made the mistake of telling me about all this shit that like everyone's doing with like putting asterisks in, in names and stuff in the search bar. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like if someone wants to talk shit about you on Twitter, they'll put like C asterisk L T O. And then I'm like, you know, with some, me, someone who's sitting, like, when I'm not working, I'm just alone. I'm like, let's see what self-sabotage oh, I can get into today. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, and so it, it's just, it really, yeah. So I agree, like, with the smallest things can kind of yeah. upset me. I think it's because yeah. also, you know, but at the same time, if if you're projecting a fake version of yourself online, which is something I did for so long, um, then those then why am I mad at these people for not actually knowing who I am because I didn't share with them who I actually am so mm-hmm. now I am now I have the kind of therapized way of being like oh yeah of course they think you're that way or of course they think mm-hmm. you're like this because that's what you told them you were but it's not really you know right but well I mean like I thought you by the way I thought you were gonna keep asking me questions I thought you, when you're when you were about to interrupt you were gonna ask me a question there because <laughs> <laughs> I only I only got started on my my whole thing about being charitable at first. I'm sorry. Well, they tell us again. I cut you off too. Yeah. No, 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 Colton. That's not on you. This is on my wife. It's no. I'm taking all the blame for yeah. you. Never treat her. You never say anything. Thank you, Colton. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I was gonna say you go in. I just want to finish. Yes, this you thought. go in charitable. Go in charitably. Go in charitably. Try to interpret what they're saying in the most charitable way possible. If not. Block instantly. Block mm-hmm. instant. I Bro. will block or mute. I live to someone. Mute. I will live block to a mute. freak in how, a second. How do you do it? I can't. I oh, literally. Oh my god. Okay, Colton. Oh, I love it. I, I just found it. out. I just found out that you can click on top requests and you can see messages from because I don't. Right, I right. never check DMs and then I'm going. Now I'm like. Now I'm like. <laughs> all these like people. Years I'm ago. like. Literally, like, what? And so, yeah, I'm kind of just always like, I like, I don't even know what the hell's going on. Uh, but yeah, so now I'm trying to figure out the internet, like mute, because it only shows me 10 profiles and I don't know these 10. People. Right, so it's right, like, right, right. What are my friends doing? Because I can't see it. Yes. So, okay, well, I'll send you a little video afterwards, Eddie, because you got to I be able- just. Live to mute. mute. Live to mute is my motto because it's about Ooh. my own protection. I, yes, it's about will, my mental health. I will only block yep. absolute shitheads, like pe- like people where I'm like, "Fuck you!" I want you to know, that, right? That I've that blocked you because you. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. But I, I, mute, I, blo- I it's a, it's, it's an absolute ocean of mutes on my. I blocked on Twitter. On Twitter, yes. I can block. Yeah, yeah, I live to block on Twitter. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. to me, I'm like, you're not being hypersensitive. I think that as we think, because what I was gonna say too is like, I think people are meaner online. It's way easier to be mean to someone when you don't have to look them in the face. So oh, 100%. when somebody who you're like, I don't even talk to you, and like, also too, you're saying you just shared something that was funny, and them being like, who the fuck cares? It's like, okay, like it's like 
Fuck you. It's yeah, like, well, why do you, like, what do you get? Who the fuck cares about you saying who cares? Exactly. It's like, why That's do you worse. have to be nasty? Exactly. It's worse. Like, you just want to be nasty. And then this friend who's the like. The quote unquote friend. Right. And then the friend yeah. who responded to your reaction would be like, well, you're better than this. It's like, you're not my mom. Get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I, my beef was with Crocs, not with you. Yeah. And now friend. it's with you. Yeah. Because you and come now, in here trying to tell me how to behave. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to not only burn my Crocs, I'm going to burn your Crocs. Is what, yeah. It's all happening. That's what he said. It's yeah. all happening. Yeah. I think it's like very, yeah. I think it's funny because I do, I hate when people are, like I do, I feel it in my head too. Like I recently had a tweet that got a lot of likes. And so of course when something kind of gets bigger than your followers, that's when you start to invite crazy in. And it was just yeah. a lot of people who just had attitudes where you're just like, is this really how, like, did this help you? Did you having a nasty reaction actually, like, did that feel good to you? Was that helpful? Were you like, Which was, huh? what was the tweet? Literally, Which all I said, I was like, I could work on following my dreams, but have you seen this show where Japanese toddlers run errands? Which is my new favorite show. It's called Old Enough, and the children run errands. And they're, like, three years old. And I mean, it's very gentle. Each episode is like 10 minutes, Colton, I'm telling you. It is just like I'm all watch little kids like go to the fish market and try to remember everything they <laughs> were sent to get. And I have the attention span of a goldfish. And so literally that's why I'm like 10 minutes or less. I can't watch TV. <laughs> I, watch, I watch YouTube and that's it. So I am all about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you're so young. You're like, I watch YouTube. So yeah. That is millennial. That's so zenial. old enough and the swim shows are for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or well- yeah, Quibi, but that's gone. Right? <laughs> so, Colton yeah. was the one person Quibi watching was Quibi. For you. Quibi I was literally for you. was like, oh my God. And you can turn the phone. <laughs> I was following along, and yeah, then they're like, sorry, Colton. Like, go back <laughs> you to have, you. Yeah. You have to go back to if, 20 if only you minutes. had paid $50 yeah. billion dollars for your subscription. <laughs> yeah. It's like you need to be back. Uh, do you have time for one more? Oh, I, I, have, I told you, I have nothing to do. <laughs> I I go to the same restaurant by myself every night. Oh, yeah, night. what's the Italian I, restaurant? It's, tell me it. It's, it's the best restaurant. It's called, which, I mean, no one's going to. It's called Arte, A-R-T-E. Yeah. It, I think it was called, it was called Le Arte, but I can't find the Le anymore. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. And that's downtown, yeah. too. I'm just trying to think because, you know, I, I love me an Italian joint. And I'm, oh, I it's on, like, every day. it's yeah. on, like, 9th and... Yeah, uh, university. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. oh, actually, yeah. I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna look at. Hold on, I'm, when we play, I'm gonna play this next one, and I'm gonna look at the. I menu. think it used to be Mario Batali's, and I wonder if they changed the name. Oh, they remember my order every time I go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's yeah. okay. Here's this What's next this voice. Okay. okay. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Uh, I have a quick question. It's a friendship question. Um, backstory: A couple months ago, I introduced two different friends from two different friend groups at a birthday party and we all had a fun time together and those two friends started getting together without me basically um at first they didn't invite me and I even expressed that I just wanted to be invited (laughs) because they were both good friends of mine and I thought by introducing them we could all hang out and they just kind of um they just kind of blew it off and said that it wasn't anything personal and they're both single and I'm not and they live really close together and I live, um, you know, about 30 minutes away. So I kind of chalked it up to that. But the hanging out um, without me just kept going on and on to the point where now I don't see either of them. <laughs> and it's definitely not a one-sided issue. Uh, I, Like I said, I live further uh, away and I haven't been feeling as social lately and 
for health reasons, I don't want to be going out a lot, and they're big um, bar people, so they're out in crowded bars a lot, and I'm just trying to be careful about the pandemic. So anyway, my question is, how do you deal with this feeling of FOMO? Like, you feel like you're missing out on something that you weren't even sure you wanted to do anyway, <laughs> but you just like to be invited. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I yep. just, yep. I still have these feelings of feeling left out, feeling like I want to have, you know, people to do stuff with. It's not that I don't have other friends, but um, they're just doing a lot all the time. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's jealousy or just straight up, you know, being bored. Um, <laughs> but do you guys have any suggestions or have you ever felt this way? Uh, sorry if the question is confusing. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. Bye. Okay. Such a great question. <laughs> this is why I don't like my friends to meet. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> I, yeah. how dare you? By the way, the porcini ravioli at Arte. <laughs> that looks pretty good. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, the, again, I only listened to the first little bit. I thought this was going to be a question about being left out of the hangouts of the friends. Yes. Not, this is an interesting. Well, it's interesting kind of both, turn. right? Kind of an interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's like kind of both. I mean, you know, Colton, you famously don't want to be around anyone ever. So <laughs> do you ever have this feeling of FOMO? No, but at all. <laughs> the thing, like, I feel FOMO, like, when, like, like, People I know go to like the Met Gala, but like that's, that's like not like I would love to go to that too. But like, yeah. no, I mean, but I, but I totally understand what she was saying because yeah. I have been in a situation where, and I, I tend to be a matchmaker for like my friends to not like to get in romantic relationships, but like for friends. And yeah. it's happened to me multiple times where they'll meet people that I'll introduce them to. And then all of a sudden, like I'm out of the picture and I'm like, Whoa, I don't even, I didn't really even do anything. But at the same time, what I had, I had to kind of take a step back and be like, well, well, okay, well, this, this was her question, but like for me, I would, they know that if they invite me, I wouldn't go anyway, but that's not what, <laughs> that's not, yeah, like that's not her question, but yeah, but, um, it's such a layered question. What she was saying. But, like, but it also, yeah. though, it kind of is what she's saying, right? Because she is saying she's like, well, I don't want to go to crowded bars. But I do want to be invited. I right. get that. It's I like, want to be invited. Yeah. yeah. I want to be invited. I agree. I, that. I agree with that, too. Yeah. Because I at least want to know that they know that I'm going to say no. But, like, it would be nice to at least be to be thought of. And also, right. like, you know, which that, yeah, I mean, but still, it it really is hard. But at the same time, you know, she's in a relationship. Uh, um but she has every she's very uh she should feel frustrated from that i think yeah uh, would you guys be frustrated with that like yeah, i mean what if well, i was be asked to, if i wasn't being asked by friends yeah if kind of you feel like you've been ousted like by people friends that you kind yeah. of i think go ahead what were you, what no, were you? no i was gonna say this is the thing it's not fomo it's finby fear of not being invited finby okay <laughs> Fon, Fon is that a thing? Fonby? He just decided. I just it made is. it up. He just made it up. It's so not now it's FOMO. a thing. Sorry. It's Someone, not FOMO, it's please <laughs> start making the memes now. Hashtag Fenby. Um, Fenby? Fonby? Fonby? Fonby. Yeah. I think it's Fonby. Yeah. Fear of not being Sorry, invited. Doing it as I was saying it. <laughs> that was but great. Like, but, like, yeah, that's. But, like, we don't want to go places. We, we want people to want us to go places. Right. It's yeah. that. It's yeah. the, like, it's the feeling. It's the feeling underneath is the feeling of being wanted or needed. Yes. Yeah. 
But I also know, too, on my end, I'm trying to get better at reaching out to people to say, like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Because I know for yeah. me, I think it started and it's just always been big. It's, it's a it's a self-esteem thing of, like, nobody wants to see me. Yes. Nobody cares. Yes. So then yeah. I don't reach out either, right? Yes. So it's like it is like – so, you know, it's not just them. It's me also. And, of course, then I assume that they think they know because I am in a relationship. It's like, oh, well, she and Andy are probably doing 12 podcasts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so like, they yeah. don't think to, like, watch Watching anime together. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like no one wants to, like, hang – like, I don't think they – like I don't, and so I'm I'm trying to get better. Where it's like, hey, just wanted like just wanted to say hi or see how you're doing. Like to to connect, even if it's like let's hang out. Like yeah. versus when you yeah. were living in the desert, where I was like, oh, I'd love to get together with Colton, but he's in the desert. And then you're like, oh, I'll be back. But then I kind of felt like he's busy. I can't be out here bothering people but, when they're in the desert. And I but just but I assume a, that all the time. And that's the thing is, you know, I think also it, if I am someone who can can present a certain way to people thinking like I'm like busy or that I'm like like cooler than I am like or <laughs> posting like cool yeah. picture I'm just like not I literally at two in the morning and watching like Ikigayo like all my k-pop videos all the live <laughs> shows from like I all I do is just watch k-pop videos online I watch <laughs> k-dramas I'm just oh, talking. Yes, I'm Sadie, playing Pokemon Go. Yes. Oh God. Jam. I'm surprised you can make it through a K drama. Those are long. Well, the only I, the one I really got involved in my was one of my girls from Blackpink, Jisoo. There's a lot of controversy <laughs> on that specific uh, show, which I want to get into today. We'll have to get into <laughs> it later when you guys tune in. We'll talk about our K drama. Yeah, but no. Um, yeah, but I think whenever you're on when when. In a way, like if I make myself do like look busy or like cool, like the people, the my best friends know that I am literally doing nothing. I am <laughs> if I'm not working, I am doing nothing. I am laying, and I am <laughs> yes on my computer, and yeah. I am literally doing DIYs. But I am at home. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but with yeah, I mean. But still, like that would it'd be hard whenever sometimes you feel like, oh, that friendship is blossoming because and I'm the reason they met. But at the same time, it's like sometimes we have to go, you know what? Like they shouldn't be beholden to I'm not coming down on on. No, 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 of course not. I loved her question, you know, but also it's like um, they if they like to do things, they like to have fun, like to go to bars and things like that. And you also live 30 minutes away and you're in a relationship. I do still think that they should um, maybe send a text and be like, oh, hey, what's going on? Or even if it's not all the time, still like check in and be like, hey, um, like we should at least they should make an effort to at least want to hang out instead mm-hmm. of just like always just be the two of them. But then I would so. say to I would say to our caller, though, who is, again, not sure she wants to go farther away. I say you reach out to them and you set the parameters. It's like. Hey mm-hmm. girls, let's have a park hang, you know, someplace in between where we both live, right? So if you are initiating something that one is like the yeah. kind of thing you would want to do, you get to be outside, you know what I mean? Like, but also something they would want to do. Okay, well, hold yes. on, hold yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. Two things. One, I think you got to let go a little bit. Well, yeah, you brought them mm-hmm. together because you, you knew they would vibe, you and now they're them vibing. Together, they're, they're vibing, vibing. Yeah. and you can't, yeah. you can't hold, you can't like write them with your hurt feelings. I don't uh-huh, think it's not their, that's yeah. not their fault. Right. Okay? Of course. Yeah. Okay. For sure. 
So the, the second thing is fine. It's not just like you can't just set the parameters. You have to find a thing that all of you would want to do too. Well, yes, 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 yes. But I meant like something that's like also again because she doesn't want to go to a crowded bar due to COVID. What is sure. something they can do that isn't that right? But that they would also want yes, to do definitely. And then and do that. And also, I like your thing about like because I did the same. I've done the same thing for a lot of my life where I don't check in with people because I just assume they don't want to hear from me, mm-hmm. even my good friends. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just self esteem. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah self esteem like, thing. Right. But then the more I started to do that, I'm like. Oh, we they do. It's not an annoyance to get a text from me. Yes, right. And nowadays, yeah. there's so many ways to do it. Like I love a voice note, which is kind of that nice <laughs> Ooh, middle ground. Because yeah. then you get the person, you get a personality, but it has the passivity of the text, meaning they can respond when they want to respond. Yeah, and it's not a constant like hour long conversation. Yes, yes. and also there is a, there's also a world where like like some people grow, and there's a world where if this isn't working for you, the the last um, I forgot I should have remember her name if this isn't working for the last caller i'll just say the last <laughs> call um you know there's also a world where if it's not working for you then you know maybe it's not they're not friendships to hold on to yeah. and so um that you know i'm sure there are a lot of great friends who live in your town um mm-hmm. who also don't want to like go to bars during covid and also like there's some great tv and there's great <laughs> things to do there's animals there's probably TV. a rescue there's probably you know <laughs> Like, there's just a lot to do other than, like, you know, have yeah. to worry about that. But at the same time, you do want to feel seen and heard. And yeah, I but you hang out. Understand but it's that. also such a single thing, too. Like, I, I know that gulf. And I think that was something, even when you and I got together, it was very important to me that I still hung out with my friends and that we weren't mm-hmm. constantly doing stuff as a couple. Cause that's, I used to hate that. Someone would get in a yeah. relationship and they would fall off, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So I don't mean that for you, but I know it's like when you're single, you know, the, the two single gals want to go be single gals and they mm-hmm. know you aren't trying to live that life. You like shit, it's 10 o'clock. I got to go home. So, yeah. you know, that I think that also just happens. And they're at the club hooking up in the bathroom. That's exactly what happens at the club. Uh, Andy. I know. I'm like, is that what people do? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean. <laughs> I need to go. I need to go to club. I need you got to walk clubbing. in next time Golden, I, and see what's happening inside. Yeah. Oh, that'll be, yeah, we just, I just am so uncomfortable around people and it is genuinely, uh-huh. especially, especially people that I would like to, um, kiss on the mouth. I I, yeah. I mean, I don't even want to do that anymore, but like, still like it's someone, if I don't know, it's, it's just this yeah. weird confidence, this confidence thing, but, uh, maybe I, at some point I got to get like, got to get my groove back and like, you know, <laughs> you but do, like, I'm, you got I am, I am. The only character that I ever watched in a movie that I can go, that is me, is Josie Grossi. I am what? Joseph. I'm Joseph Grossi. I'm Josie Grossi from Never Been Kissed. Uh, Drew oh. Barrymore. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is genuinely <laughs> how I feel. I have hyperhidrosis, so I only can wear black, and except for when I'm on podcasts, because the blue brings out the color of my eyes. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but like, but legitimately, I am nervous and awkward, and I would love to figure out how to not be Josie Grossi, but I'm going over that. Now I'm talking about something completely different from the other question, no. but um, oh yeah. God, there's but so much to unpack. My goodness. There's so much. This was, honestly, this episode was good for my soul. Cause I mean, considering you were like, I don't know how I'm going to talk about anything. There's a cat tail in my face. Um, you really just came to us with an open heart and a loose butt, which is what we demand on couples therapy. <laughs> Dem- I, we wish, demand. I wish it was looser. Like seriously, that would mean <laughs> I'm like doing, that would mean it's like something's happening, but no, it's not. Lou. Anyway, um, yeah, I definitely, 
Um, yeah, I, yeah, but I just, I, you know, I love you and I just love like, I, I love like having genuine conversation and like not like thinking, um, yeah, that's why I like, I was like, yeah. hell yeah, I'm going to do this podcast. Love. Oh, we're yeah. honored. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.